Babes, we parked across. I mean, you saw where we parked. Yeah. We good over there. Yeah, you're We're cool. Good. Okay, perfect. No, you're cool. cool. Nah, many of our friends have parked over there in that Not ditch. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Some on rainy nights and they didn't make it out as easily. <laughs> oh, no, still there. Oh, yeah, that's somebody's skull. That's where we found this skull. Oh, nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is one of our friends. Which one was that? <laughs> I thought we forgot something. Man, that's funny. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I came home from work not maybe like a couple months ago. And I drive a, a, a five-speed. Yeah. And so I guess I hopped out of the car way too quick, and yeah. it was still in neutral, and I didn't put the parking brake on. Oh, when I got out of it, it wasn't moving, yeah. and it was fine, but it was windy. And so my neighbor, no, the neighbor comes and knocks on the door like an hour later, and he's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, what do you mean? He was like, your, your car is over in the ditch. <laughs> it had just started rolling back yeah. on its own and just kind of like yeah. the back tires just sank oh back God. until like it couldn't go any it further. Was like this. And he was like, I'll help get you out. And I was like, oh, oh, cool. thanks, like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> he was like, I was worried about you. I thought you took too many bong rips. Oh! <laughs> oh! It's like, like Scott, me yeah. like that, my guy. And I was like, Scott, there's no such thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scott, you silly bitch. <laughs> you silly, you silly, silly goose. <laughs> you simp. Uh, <laughs> No, well, thank you guys for being here today. Uh, we really appreciate it. This is kind of a first time for us since we've already talked once, but this is the first time we've had two people in the studio, and this is a whole different vibe. So, yeah, you, you, are, you are in the special sauce yes, right now. thank you so much for having us. <laughs> no this problem. So uh, the last time we talked, yeah. it was before a show. Yes. Um, and I know that Ryan went to that show Ryan and said she had a show. great time. Yes. Can you tell me what that show was like from your experience? It was awesome. That was like, it was... Awesome specifically because for me, we were playing with our friends who typically we only play with outside of Richmond. So having them in town and being able to show them a good time because they've, you know, one of the bands, Ravagers, they haven't played in Richmond for a very long time. Or, you know, I don't think they, some of them have never been to Richmond. Some of them had before. So it was just nice to give them a, uh, or just to show them a good time, you know, show them that Richmond, you know, show them that Richmond is like a place that, we would we want mo more of our friends to play at. what do you what no, do you just more bands in general exactly like, yeah not just our friends but oh, right, right, people yeah. that come through <laughs> well hopefully they general. will be friends right yeah yeah well, exactly. of course well that's the yeah. thing too is every time if you don't know people they come into town we play with them or if we go to the shows we end up kind of meeting and hanging out with people in general because kind of like you know cut from the same cloth mm -hmm. people are kind of similar if you're playing music especially like a genre like we are where it's not quite as well. I mean, there's some bands that are bigger than others. Anyways, it doesn't matter about that. Anyways, just the mindset and the people that go, they we just hang out and it's always typically get to know people really well. Like how how do you how do you showcase Richmond to try to get them to want to come back? I mean, is it just you know having a a, a show with a lot of energy from the audience? Is it, is it something before that? Like what's the what's the sales pitch? <laughs> the sales pitch, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Hi, this is Mel and Paul from Mel Machete, and we're here in the studio. Thank you for tuning in to the final episode of season two of Here RVA's podcast, Liner Notes, where we let Richmond speak for itself. On this episode, we have Paul and Mel from the band Mel Machete. They're going to explain the benefits of touring through other cities, but also why it's dope to bring people to your city, and what they did earlier in their career to help get over nervousness while on stage. They're gonna run us through their recording process and also how we can be a part of the Machete Gang. 
Thank you for tuning in to Liner Notes this whole season, but especially this episode, because you're definitely listening to this one now. We appreciate you. Thank you. Without further ado, Paul and Mel from Mel Machete. Welcome to Liner Notes, where we let Richmond artists tell you about their music, their inspirations, and how they make the soundtrack to the city of Richmond, Virginia. Nobody knows that you're gonna you know, that you're messing that you messed up. So there's no reason to like address it. it. Unless you really mess Unless up. Unless you know that you messed up. You can't hide behind. You never behind say fu- sorry on stage. Don't <laughs> ever apologize. I mean, yeah. <laughs> How long you, did it take you guys to like, I guess, accept that as long as you didn't draw attention to a mistake? people don't always recognize it as a mistake. Like how, how early on was that? Oh my God. I've, I feel like from, from the get go, like that's, you know, it's, it's been, I mean, yeah, from day one for, for me personally, I, I, you know, mistakes are always going to be made, but I mean, that's, you just move on. Like that's how I am in real life too. If a mistake is made, you fix it and then you just move on or you, you know, as far as playing music goes. For me, it's a little more experience. Like, because whenever you're first starting out, you're kind of young, you're impressionable, and you want to, you know, give a good impression to other people. So whenever you do make mistakes, it's you think about it pretty hard. Um, but then you just learn to kind of deal with it, and everyone's going to do that, no matter how good or perfect anyone in the band is. You're relying on four to five to eight people, you know? So it doesn't matter, like, who messes up as long as they can just kind of keep up and just keep rolling with it yeah. and just kind of make it look natural. And perfection, that's what That's what takes time. Boring. That's, it's I'd nicer. say that's more of the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That's more of like the stage professionalism that you want from somebody is to be able to just roll with it. Don't just like quit and give up right in the moment because you've practiced a lot to do this and practice makes perfect mm-hmm. until you're right there in the spotlight. Yeah. And so once you're there, I'd say it does take practice to like make yourself just better on stage. And, you know, when I first started playing, I would like look away. I look to the side of the stage. I look forward more and whatnot. But, you know, my mom would watch videos of me playing. She'd be like, why aren't you looking out in the crowd? You look like <laughs> yeah. you're not having a good time. Like, yeah. well, I guess I'm really not because I'm like so nervous and anxious. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't come naturally to some people. So yeah. you got to like you got to practice and fight for that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like every time. At least I get on stage, I learn something different or something that I don't want to do again. Yes, yes. And that kind of will help shape my next yeah. performance. For sure, dude. Yeah. For but, sure. Like being on stage doing your... Like performing, like a, like I'll rap in front of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The yeah. Session. I, didn't, I, didn't, so, I didn't know you might rap. Oh, yeah, most people it's don't. Awesome. This is a, a kind of a new thing I'm yeah. telling people. Cool, so it's, it's all oh, good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like... And that's even harder. It's like kind of just you. Or if it's like... I don't know if you have like a band or well, not, but... Well, so this... Uh, recently, like, I performed with a band for the first time. Um, when that was a very cool experience, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. used to rapping over tracks and just, it's, yeah. it is the same every time you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas like you practice with the band and it sounds one way and then you're playing and you're performing and it sounds another way. Yeah. And it's cool just to kind of roll with those punches and see what everybody's like little flares that they add. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's super interesting. Um, you talked about like making friends when they come to the city and then having friends in other cities. I know that, Musicians in general and bands are always looking to kind of crack the code on how to get into other markets or in other cities. Yeah. Like, like, has it been an easy thing for you? Has it like what was been your experience? No, at least for yeah, for ahead. me and not really. Cause I've been doing it for a while, but also it just depends on how much energy and how much time you put into it. Yeah, 
and kind of like just the style of what you are doing in general not everyone's gonna like what you're doing yeah so you got to accept that and just kind of not really getting where you fit in but like just mm. you know like if you're passionate about something people are going to take notice of that the people that are passionate about that specific genre of whatever you're doing i think that speaks more volumes than trying to like get into a market per se of whatever even that yeah. even whatever that, even that concept is for me it's like i i i, I try not to think about it that way but you know I would like to do, obviously everyone wants to do as much as possible as you can with what you have, but it's hard to like get into everyone's like nook and cranny of yeah. like success. Yeah. And what, like, so, so like what makes us happy is honestly just getting on the road and like I said, friendships and meaningful like interactions with people means more than just like kind of fucking off. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that, I mean, I think that still counts as, like marketing yourself it does i'm not denying that right yeah. but it's it can be done in a natural like yeah i guess friendly like, manner, i guess not a business sense. yeah yes, more of sure. like a natural way is like our kind of it's just how I've, we've always or like i've always been about just making friendships in general yeah. right and yeah like, for me since the beginning like with my with my the first band that i was ever in that that was really uh that opened a lot of doors for me i would say that i had it uh, I, I was quite lucky with the people who I was in a band with because they already had made these really meaningful, deep connections with the people who have given us a lot of opportunities now. So I would say that, um, but but there was never an instance where I thought of a band as like a business. It was more, it, it, I mean, it's always just been fun for me. So, um, and I don't know how that translates, if that really, if that helped us in, if that was beneficial for us in some ways, like as far as tapping into a market. Um, but that's not something that I, that's not how I think about it. And, you know, we just, I feel like we just got really lucky um, because of all the other projects that we were a part of beforehand. Um, it, it gave us all the opportunities that we have today. So, yeah. Been building for years oh and years. Gosh, it's, been, yes. it's been a while. Yeah, but not intentionally. Just like, just, <laughs> just, 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 just for like, the love of. Yeah, because, yes. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think that's a common theme uh, mm -hmm. with people that I talk to here. It's like, a lot of it is just being consistent, yeah. caring yeah. about what you do, yeah, and just having yeah. fun, having fun, just and like fun. being a part of the community yeah. or the scene or whatever it is. Con just kind of being in the space. Yeah, I like and the word consistency. Consistency, because yeah. it is. Yeah, if you try, so and, key. Yeah, I mean, you got to be real with yourself and like what you're really passionate about. So yeah, and like you have, to just do, you have to so just being consistent like, with it, no matter like if you fail or if it's good or not. Like, uh, you're gonna I, have ups and ups and downs, no matter what. But, it, but also it's like, at the end of the day, you just have to like do you and just, you know, whatever, yeah. if people like it, that's awesome. <laughs> if people don't, that's also totally fine. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, but like, you know, but if you we, suck, we're just, well, but, we, but we're just, but, we're, but we just have fun. Dude. We're just, I mean, we're just, just like, we're just with our friends. I literally, I said this last time when we were all together, I was like, I couldn't ask for a better group to play music with because at the end like we all start our foundation was just friends like we're all just friends and we get to play music together it's like the best thing ever and yeah so it's just all about friendships and connections and making connections and not just not doing things for for the intention of like getting ahead but but making connections for the sake of like making connections because these are the people who are like gonna ride for you because you're like real Hey, cool boy. How 
are you so cool? Wow, that is like a very big compliment. Thank you so much. But the answer is quite simple, my darling cool girl. The answer is, like, I've just been reading the blog content from hereavia.com. Have you ever seen this? Well, let me just tell you. They have all the things. They have interviews with really good artists and interviews with, like, cultural cultivators. It's very cool. You learn about the city and stuff. And it's, like, super cool. Anyway, they also have blog content about, like, live events. There's, like, video recaps about things. So, like, if you weren't there, you could feel like you were there if you wanted to be there. Or, like, maybe you check it out and you're like, wow, the next time that happens, I'll go there for sure. But you didn't know until you saw the blog, you know? And then there's also things that are, like, tips from musicians. Like, hey, like, maybe you don't want to, um, you know, be a rapper and, like, rap over top of your own vocals that's corny and people don't like it and then there's also like really cool blog posts about just the cool culture of richmond which is like art and other art and also art mixing together it's like a very cool space but you find out all this information in the blog on yavia.com is it only for cool people that's the beauty of it uncool people can go there and then become cool awesome thanks cool boy I know, I know for sure, like, we're not a perfect scene and there's definitely no gaps yeah, and holes. Exactly. Yeah, and so like, right, right. I, I always yeah. try to look around and just see like, well, what are, <laughs> what are they doing well? Yeah. Like, what, what, what is something that we can adopt here? Because, you know, from where I sit, I think, you know, one of the things that we could use more of in, in the music and art scene is like people sharing y'all stories. Right. So, mm -hmm. so doing like, you know, media journalists, people that are focused on, on music and things. And so like, that's kind of why we started. Yeah. This. yeah. I mean, this is a great thing just like, cause we do see friends of ours that do interviews like with things that maybe aren't as like, as connected with like that scene, but it's yeah. like great to see people doing, venturing out. So yeah, I think this is a great step for yeah, like a just this in general. Thousand percent, Paul David. It's like how you just how you just said, yeah, getting like stepping out of your boundaries. Yeah, I think it's a great thing. Yeah, no, I don't want to overstep I, like my boundaries of like saying what the city needs. Or yeah, anything, I don't think I don't think I'm. Opinion, I don't. You know? Me personally, I don't. I don't think I'm one to speak for Rich. I've lived here for eight years, but I'm not from here, so I, you know, I don't want to. I, I'm not one to speak for what this city needs. I would say maybe one thing would be. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm not one to say. I'm not one to say. I'd say just a general thing. This is just me, maybe even you know, aging myself, but just like promoting and doing things yourself, not relying on other people to do it. Like if yours have other people setting up a show for you or something, like you need to be out there like pushing it. You need to make your flyers. You need to be out flyering, doing like some like manual labor, not that just not just point. posting online and being like. Uh, my job is done. Yeah, you need like, to get out you need there. To, like you need to like get out and actually like socialize, meet some people. Yeah. like that's, that's, it's connections. And until you like meet someone in person, like, face to face, like it's showing that like, you care. Like if you're out there putting yeah. flyers up for your shows, like that's like that's and putting like, flyers up for other people. Like for, people exactly, are your friends, exactly. like promoting their stuff. Like for people sure. come in, like at the bar we work at, we're like, even if it's not even at our bar, I'm like, if it's a show, there's a friend that I'm hyped on, I'm like. Oh, you, like if you're not doing anything, like what's going on this weekend? Like what's going on? Like you should go to this, go to this. Yeah. Like, blah 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 is playing. This would be yeah. a cool place. Yeah, I think that that's like a vitally important thing because everybody wants 
people to come to their shows. Yeah. But if you're not telling people or going to other people's shows, yeah. Yeah. you know, then, you've kind of set the expectation for them not to really come to your yeah, show. Not yeah, that you yeah, have yeah. to it, for sure. be yeah. at everything. So yeah. Self-centered kind of ego-driven. Um, That's a path to go down. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I'm just it's trying not to do that. That's yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly what I felt like what we don't want. Hey, cool boy. That's a cool sweatshirt. Where'd you get it from? Oh, you're checking out my new liner notes hoodie? Wow, thank you for noticing. It's very comfortable and cost efficient. Plus, I'm helping to fund the next season of liner notes, which I think is going to be amazing because, like, the last one was good and this one is so far is really good. I like it. I hope you like it. Hey, cool boy, do they only have hoodies? They have t-shirts, they have crew neck shirts, and the variety of colors is like mind-boggling. It's not as many as the rainbow, but it's a couple. And like the really cool thing is they have like all the sizes, whether you be like a really, really tiny person or like a medium-sized child or like a large child or like a little adult or like a medium adult or like a large adult or, or like an extra large adult. Oh, that's super cool. I'm going to go to hearrba.com right now and get me a liner notes t-shirt. Yeah, when you get your gear, come back here to this corner and we'll hang out and look super cool together, okay? I kind of want to go way back before you were Mel Machete. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, sure. and this is a question that I just like to ask people. Yeah. What is the first piece of music that you bought for yourselves? Ooh. You can go <laughs> ahead, Paul David. <laughs> first piece like in elementary school? That I bought like ever, like, like ever. Like I know there's always like something like somebody gave you a CD, okay. but like what's the first one that you went out and got with, okay. with your birthday money or <laughs> whatever? Mm. Oh my gosh. Man. I was gonna say, okay, well, my, my, when I was like 11 or 12, I guess I'll switch that, like something that was really influential for me as far as like the first piece of music that I was ever introduced to. What, I mean, I, it's something that I grew up with. Like my mom, she immigrated here from El Salvador when she was 19, didn't know a lick of English, maybe knew some, but really the way that she was able to like survive in America was by listening to, you know, music and that's how she learned English. She would go to all the shows in LA um, and that's that's where I'm from. That's where she immigrated to. Um, so that, that I already had a pretty strong foundation as far as like music goes and as far as like, you know, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, Dio, you know, Crocus, whatever, like all that is already a part of me. But one thing that really shaped me was what my cousin who passed away, he gave me a, uh, a CD of the Donnas. And that that was like, I don't know, that just like kind of steered my route and um, you know, it's something that I've that I've had to nurture, uh, you know, being or shaping myself into like my own person. Like that really was like influential for me as far as like the, the first. Are, were a great band. Yeah, and <laughs> as far as like the first piece of music that I bought for myself, I I was already just surrounded by music, and I did. I don't think I had to like really, um, like I started off strong already. So or you know. So yeah, as far as like a piece of music, I I I, I don't have one that I did for myself because everything was already given to me. <laughs> yeah, like that's a kid. even better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just started like just saying, yeah. just, like, tapped into like some old memories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that like I've always I've talked about this before with people, but like my mom had like you know your parents have cassette tapes with like mixed songs on it and whatnot. I think my mom had a cassette, and I used to like walk around the Walkman all the time, like always listening to music. She had like Ramones, Mania like Dead Kennedys and whatnot, but she had this like mixtape that had 
all these songs that I never knew who any of the artists were. Because it wasn't written um, on the It wasn't wall. written down yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. but it was like <laughs> yeah. Buzzcocks, The Candies. Um, Ramones. I don't, even, I don't think Ramones are on it, but mm. like some New York Dolls and stuff. Just like old classic punk stuff, some Sex Pistols. That I was listening to this tape, had no idea what it was. How and, old as were I, you? and then as I grew up, How old I was were like elementary school. Yeah. Uh, but as I grew up, I started like finding these songs and like putting it together on that tape and then finding, and then from there, just like kind of expanding. And I mean, that's just like the end all be all of. Or that's your, <laughs> that's the beginning of your path. Yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, awesome that we all, we all have our journeys. Yeah. So basically, but, it was like me just like trying to figure out these songs and like. I'm sure she told me what they were, but like even she was like, "Yeah, my friend like made this tape because back then that's what people did." And it was so um, much harder to find out like what song. Yeah, no, exactly. This is before. Then. Yeah. And then once we got like, my mom, I didn't have a computer, but my buddy did, and like, he was like downloading shit on like, was it Napster? LimeWire. LimeWire. So we'd like find shit and be like, "Oh man, this is that song." And we'd make a, I'd make a mix CD, and I'd go like friends' houses. Like, I mean, that was like where. I don't know. I can just like go on now, just thinking about all that stuff, like how mm -hmm. just like that, pretty much like put me, like directed me, just yeah, friends right. and friends with like different tastes and like yeah. drawing the same stuff. It's like you got this stuff, you got this. Let me get a piece of that. Let me get a piece of that. Like make a mix CD. Like put it all together. Listen yeah. to that shit nonstop. Go home, play guitar to it. And that's what I did all through high school. I was just, like any song that I ever heard and I liked it, I would go home and like learn how to play it on guitar. Yeah. But the um, fact that you like nurtured that and you didn't reject it, like that's what shaped you into who you were, to, who you are yeah, today. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, you I just like nurtured that. Now, for it, sure, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it was just like a pastime for me at that point. Just, like, yeah. Right, it's, you know. You're, but like a dedication, but you know, I didn't think, like I always knew like I wanted to be doing something. I didn't like, I didn't know what, but. I mean, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, you look back and, and it all makes sense. Like everything exactly. that you were doing Dude, was accumulating exactly. knowledge. Elijah. But I feel exactly. like every time that we're doing something, we feel like we're not doing something. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. you look yes. back and you're like, oh, I yeah. did something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that, every, I mean, like, every moment in my life, I'm like, man, that definitely did shape, I guess, to where I'm at now. Yeah, it's awesome. Bad, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so sick. Because <laughs> like I used, to, uh, I used to ride around with my friend Dan. I was just telling the story. Because uh, music used to come out on Tuesdays. That's when the, like new albums would come out. Yeah. And I would go to Best Buy because it would be nine ninety nine for the CD. Yeah, over by Buffett it. Mills. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ward Bridge. Right. Yeah, yeah. uh, back before it was there was a Hooters there. Uh, but yeah, there was always a Hooters. There. Was there always a Hooters? Yeah, it's been there. Uh, it's been there for okay. I think it's been there for a minute. <laughs> I don't know. I've been there a while. I, I would go there and like we would get a CD. And I would take it home and I would burn him a copy. And then the next yeah, week he exactly. would buy the CD and yeah. burn me a copy. There we go. And we were spending, you know, five exactly. bucks every yeah. week for, for the newest release. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would take trips up to like Tower Records up in like Centerville and whatnot. Like once every like month, me, Johnny and Sean, who plays bass in Mel Machete. Since, yeah, known him since high school. But yeah, we'd go to Tower Records and then go to Smash and Georgetown. Every got a little order, you know, get actual records and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah. Shout outs to the seven oh three. And we still do that. And we still do that shit. We still go to a record store together, go get records. Like that shit has not changed since we were kids. Will it? It's like crazy. Will it? I don't change? think it ever will. No. I hope it doesn't. Cool. I hope not. Are you having fun right now? Yeah. Tight. Uh, and that's all when that I, matters. When I can go get records, I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Aubrey Richards Boutique is a full pop-up shop and blog centered around and for women who are happily maturing. 
The items are either handmade, designed, or ethically sourced from themselves, other makers, or small companies. Aubrey Richards Boutique is here to uplift guests and build community within our community. Find out more at aubreyrichardsboutique.com. Do we want to ask a guest question or a, or a, a backstage question? What are okay. we calling them? Crew okay. questions. <laughs> I'm screwing up right now. <laughs> with Lavender Mike. With, oh, with Lavender Michael, who you've already spoken into yes. previously, the dinosaur. The, yes. Uh, so love, love him. We're going to use Lavender love Michael them. here in a second. So, yeah, this is uh, Shiloh. She's going to be asking you a question Shiloh, here take it away, babe. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I've actually um, been studying you all for a while and <laughs> uh, actually inspired me to get back into some of the things that I've been doing with music. Um, but one of the questions I do have is that you all um, had an interview about it a year ago with Sonic Dorms on yes. um, YouTube. Yes. I watched it. It was <laughs> very cool. Was it? I never even watched it. I'm scared. I, said, I, know I, I can't probably never even watched it. this, honestly. Like, I, no I, offense to you. It's just like, yeah. you know, talking to a camera. Anyway. It's my like, dad told me to watch it. I was like, are you um, serious? I guess my question was, is that, uh, was that one of your first interviews that you've done, like, to post like yes somebody. that was yes the first. that was the first i think only really. i think well no we did we've done a magazine well yeah yes that was as far as mel machete goes that was our first that was our first ever interview <laughs> ever and it was it, it yeah that yeah, was, it was an experience it was cool. it, was, it wasn't it was a great experience but i was like damn it's crazy just like talking about yourself like it, it's yeah. it's just like you have to really and you can't really prepare for it no you can't exactly I mean, I've, been <laughs> about, I've been thinking about this interview for months now <laughs> And I don't know, Same. I couldn't think about the first thing I'm ever going to say. Like, not like, I'm going to say this, I'm going to do this. Yeah. It's just like kind of at the top of my head. Yeah. Hopefully it sounds all right. And I don't sound like an ass. Yeah, Shiloh, that was our first like interview, like a dick. That was. Yes. <laughs> I was just like, it, you know, everybody's first experience is always different. So it's yes. good to like see what you all felt behind. Yes. <laughs> no, it was awesome. It was awesome. But again, that was like the first time. That was probably the first time that I had ever really like talked about like a project that I was doing. Yeah, that and was. It was. It was, it was. Oh god, I don't even know. Yeah, but you, yeah, you're, you're like yeah. As, but, I guess COVID was kind of letting up. Or, yeah. Was that? Um, a year ago? Oh, I don't know. It was. Yeah, it was. It was a year ago. Yeah. But it, yeah, it was like. Yeah, we, he was in Florida, and we had and like, like a had computer a thing yeah. going on. Yeah. And I had. What computer did we even do? I don't even know, but it was not like. It was like on my like app computer. Yeah, it was. Night, it was like, sick, a real, like, You made it work. Yeah. One of your favorite songs that you can say like that you can put out firsthand and be like, "This was one of my favorite songs that I made." It was the one where I felt most enthusiastic. Yeah. Which one was that? Okay, for. I love ours. Yeah. Um, Here, let me take it away. Let me yeah, start. Yeah, go for let it. Me start. Yeah, you okay. go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my okay. Well. The That's first song, the, spark, I guess. the first song that I ever felt like, oh my god, like I feel really connected to this. Like this isn't just for nothing. Was Machete Gang, our, our song Machete Gang, which is our first song oh. on uh, the side A of our record. Um, but that was the first song where I was like, oh my god, I can just like, I'm like, this is like a part of me, and I feel really fulfilled. Like that that was a really life changing moment for me. Uh, writing Machete Gang because not only did it like in, encapsulate what I the a vision that I had had in my mind for a very long time and I never really uh, explored that vision, um, but it was it was so e it was just like easy it just like came out like it was just like so easy to write 
and like it had like some warrior calls, some like <laughs> some some things that I I felt like you know deep in my like ancestor ancestral like soul. Like I just felt very like fulfilled. I felt like I don't know. It felt, it felt crazy to be honest. I was like, oh my god, this is a, I really love this song. Um, so yeah, that was that was the first song. For, that was that's probably my favorite song because that kind of like that that jump started like everything else for me. And it kicks off that EP hard. It does. Like, it does. <laughs> if I do say so myself, yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm really proud of that song. Yeah. Yeah, that song did a lot for us. Um, and I would say exactly. that. So, you know, you like write songs, you go through the motions and you like get tired of stuff. I feel like that song will never stop. It I mean, really stands I the right test now, of time but for me. I don't think we'll ever stop playing that song because it is called Machete Gang and whatnot. So it's like kind of like, yeah, our call and like whatever our, what would you call it? Oh, you warrior call. Yeah. yeah. For real. Um, <clears throat> There's no way out of this. But I would say like <laughs> what kind of jump started it was Boneyard Bogey though. Yeah. Because I was like, that and was, I wrote like, that riff, like, was the first song that we ever yeah, wrote, so ever. That was, it was written on an eight track. Here's a little history of just how Go it ahead, started, it I guess. Basically, um, so like Sick Bags, it kind of just ended. That was our, we, um, that was my band before and Paul was in it. Yeah. yeah. Me and Mel had written music before and I was like doing music with another person, just, mm -hmm. uh, Mike, who plays guitar on the record. Um, we were in a band, I played drums with him. He was about to join Sick Bag. Anyways, just, you know, stuff fell through. It was like COVID and whatnot. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff happens. But I always, like, had a inclination of, like, kind of, like, the next, like, kind of band I wanted to do, I guess. Um, I'd gotten this, like, little eight track. So I was, like, at home by myself, like, just, like, writing riffs. And, like, oh, oh, man, this is awesome. Like, recording stuff and whatnot. Like, for yourself, like, this is the first one I can, like, layer and, like, actually hear myself play. And then like actually like do shit on top of what I'm doing. Or like when you go to band practice and you're with people, it's hard to do that. It's hard to hear exactly like what you sound like until you like go to the studio and record it. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's actually not really what I wanted it to sound like. Like that's not like what you envision. Mm -hmm. So like this little machine actually made me like kind of like give me a vision and give me like a direction to go. It was like just some simple song that I wrote. I was like, I'm never gonna do anything. It was just like some dad rock shit or something. I was like, this is recording, show it to Mike. I was like, oh, that's like a really cool riff. Like, we should go record it. So I like did drums with it. And then Mel was like, I'm going to put lyrics over well, it. Yeah, at that point, I was like, this is going too far. At that point, I was like, this song is <laughs> yeah. like, I don't, I don't even want this song to be a thing. You're like, they were like, no, it's a great song. I was like, uh, all right, all right. And I will then, say, let me, let me. It took me everything to be like, all right, it has to sound this way, though, because it can't sound like a classic rock yeah. dad song. It has to it's sound like line. this. Yes. Which is a fine line between rock and roll, like anything. Like anything can sound dumb or it can be like you gotta have like you know your wits about you and think about all your influences and whatnot which is like the other thing is like you gotta think about everything that goes into a song yeah every aspect of it from the beat to the rhythm to the guitars to the vocals to the cadence everything it has to be like a certain style or way otherwise it just comes off flat so like that song was a set of time where it's like this song could be dumb as hell or after we did it and like Mel put vocals on it, I was like, "All right, like this is you just needed to see this is great, this yeah. is awesome." Like, vision, on yeah, it. we yes. can we can work with this and like, and from there I was just like, "All right, well let's just write whatever like comes to us and like yeah, and we'll whoever we have in the band, which thank God it was Sean and Gunner and Mike. yeah, Sean and Gunner have been there and since the beginning. It was easy to vocalize what I wanted yeah. and 
they're into the same stuff. You know, you gotta have, you know, you gotta be on the same page. You gotta speak the same language. Yeah. So, yeah. So it came together. Came together. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I will say at that point, just to quickly interject, sick packs had just broken up and I was feeling so, like, this is the beginning of COVID. So I was like, I was just feeling so lost. I was like, what am I gonna do now? Like, where, what's my outlet gonna be? And then Paul got that eight track and then he was like, you know, well, I was fiddling around with the song. Starting. Another, group another as well. yeah, he was about to start another group, and I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm gonna <laughs> be in this as band. As much as I, <laughs> I'm it's gonna like a labor of love sometimes where you're like, I'm done, I'm over it. And yeah, like, all right, next week, I'm starting a new band. Yeah. Let's yeah. just get together. And again, this is the height of co- the beginning of COVID. <laughs> we all had nothing to do, so yeah, so at, at that point, I was like, uh uh-uh, I'm gonna be in this band, and then that's <laughs> when we all came together with the eight track. Yeah, we just had already, a new practice space too. Yeah, so. we had the, the uh, we were- It was like kind of all to ourselves because COVID. Yeah, they were they were recording <laughs> the uh, Boneyard, what now is Boneyard Boogie. And while they were recording it on the eight track, I was just like writing lyrics. I was like, oh my God, it's just coming to me. Oh my God. And then I, right then and there, I sang, <laughs> like that same day I sang into the eight track and that's what formed Boneyard Boogie. And we still have that, that, uh, that version. It's that's so cool to go right back to that <laughs> version. So I have it like it's on my so phone weird. in my voice notes. It's so sick to go back and like hear that version. Cause that's like what started it all. I was like, damn, like this is like, it's, it's like low brow. It's, it's so sick. Oh, yeah. I was like, I wish I could really, we could release this. I know, just do like real. a whole thing on an eight track because the eight track sounds so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that w- that was it. Was just like insane to like. It's it's cool to just go go back and like listen to like the beginning of it all. It's really special. I hold that recording so near and dear to my heart. Hey, cool boy, can you tell me where I can learn more about Richmond music? The newsletter is like super helpful from the here RVA. If you go to their website and like just put your email in. You get all the cool events from the city. They even put in the new music for you to check out from local artists, global artists even. Plus, you can always see the cool content that here RVA is creating. They got like blog stuff that's really awesome and intriguing. They got liner notes, which by the way you're listening to. And they also got cool things that just like, they just make stuff up sometimes. It's really cool. You have to tap in. It's a bi-weekly newsletter, so like it does doesn't even spam you that much and I don't know what accent this is anymore but I'm the cool boy I'll talk to you later thanks cool boy you're the best yeah and that's kind of how even the first record came about it was like I had these songs I hit up Sean Gunner because I was already with Mike and Mel I was like all right I just need you guys to play on your songs it doesn't have to be like anything I just want you to come to the studio so let's just learn these songs I didn't want anyone to overthink anything. I was just like, I already got studio time. Yeah. Like a month away. So that's that just was like the, that was shit. such a good move. Yeah. The way it we was. did it that. Was awesome. Like that just And worked. like those recordings feel so natural. Oh, it's it felt awesome. so natural because yeah. no one was like Yeah, they were nervous, but I was like, don't even worry about it. Just like play like what feels right. Yeah. And like and within that, it, this, like, you know. Exactly. And it's easy it's easy to ask that of them because they're so talented. Yeah. So we kind of we we had yeah, we I, did, have, I asked a lot of them to do I know, that. But they the just bands like, are like, I want to be there for a year before I want to record. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like yeah. we gotta do it right now. Because yeah, we otherwise like we're gonna get over this shit this and like point? I'm not gonna want to record it. Yeah. So yeah. no it was so yeah. But I already had the vision, the idea and whatnot. Looking back I'm like, wow we really did it like the right way for us. Like that that's really yeah. It was a great it was a very great experience. COVID was... I'm, like, going to cry. <laughs> I'm like... Ah. The, the time that we had during COVID was... Yeah. But 
Unfortunately, COVID, yeah, was a very yeah. But, traumatic but, but experience. That, I know, yes, yes. I'm not going to sit here and say it's sure, lighthearted. Sure, no. it's, like, it's like you definitely, you know, <clears throat> you can't control any of that. What you could control is what you did during Exa- that time. Elijah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. You know hit I mean? the nail on the head. So. For real. Yeah, that's so exactly. With with this conversation, and I, I feel like the theme of this like whole conversation has <laughs> been like growth throughout the ages. Yeah. And like looking back and, 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 uh, and, and recognizing that, what you did wasn't perfect, but that there's still value in it and yeah. then circling back. So with that being said, do y'all want to do this again in a couple years so we can talk about how liner notes has improved, how Mel Machete has improved, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, my, my question if, asking, that's, your that's, answering, like all of yeah. that. Uh, the answer to that is yes, as long as we're uh, doing at least a little more and like have, have like... If, if we've gone downhill, then, I know, then, we'll we'll, like, then yeah, we won't respond. Come interview you. Come when they like, like decrepit, looking eighty years I old. Know. Like, yeah, man, it's been a hard two years. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So for now, yeah, we can cool. say yes. <laughs> yes of course. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. We'll, we'll keep I mean, tabs on each other and keep checking in. I like that. Yeah, no, because I, I, uh, I already look back at the first season of this, and I'm like, wow, like you know. Yeah. I know why I did that, but I wouldn't do it that way yeah, again. Yeah, yes, you know yeah, so yeah. It's cool to just watch the growth. But we just wanted to say thank you again um, for, for coming. Um, please say thank you to the whole band. Like, yes, we enjoyed yes, meeting them yeah. and hanging out in, in your practice space. And, yeah. Um, you just thank you for coming over tonight. So we had a little gift bag we wanted to, to give you guys just thank to say you thank guys. you. Thank you, guys. Y'all are so sweet. Oh, babe. No problem. We, we value your time. Your... We value you guys yes, so much. Too. Thank you for even, you know, thank yeah, you for sure. reaching out. Brought one of the records. I this, know. Just... I'd give you all this one, but it's like the only white, only white vinyl I got. I know. So. No, you yeah, got to keep yeah, that. Yeah. No, I feel you on that one. Um, I will they... say, can I just give a quick shout out? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I do want to thank... Um, before, I mean, when I first moved to town, I do want to give sing sing the praises of these two women, Juliana from Haircut and Valentina from Nosebleed, because they are the two women of color who that was like the first moving here. That was the first, uh, I guess, time that I felt like it was like possible to be in a band was watching Juliana from Haircut and Valentina from Nosebleed. They really gave me. Uh, the confidence and the 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 vision that you know women of color just people of color in general like yeah we we got this we there needs to be more of that in the music industry especially on the, the east coast you know like yeah so just want to say thanks to them thanks yeah <laughs> and yeah shout out to chris hall jerry Murad. uh-huh yes religious records religious records Ooh. get our, this comp online yes. yeah and I do want to thank everybody in our, our record, community. If you want to get this, go to religiousrecords.com. Post up with that. It's hard to kind of see if y'all are doing that. Sick. Thanks for watching. <laughs> thank you guys so much. Thank you for having us. Yo, y'all. No problem. Thank you. This, is, this has been our pleasure. Like, it's our pleasure. Thank you for spending part of your drive, workout, grocery shopping time, or wherever you're at listening to this podcast. If you're still listening, we would love for you to help us fund the next season. You can sign up for a membership and get early access and other perks at Buy Us a Coffee. That link's in the show notes. Make sure you like, subscribe, share, and all the other cool positive things for this episode. That's free to do and works miracles for podcast teams like us. Shout out to the season two crew floor and creative director ryan l moses that's me host and producer elijah hedrick director alex bolton videographer melvin lassiter editor ian rompishad audio engineer clark moeller graphics 
Tyler Blankenship, Photography, Gordy Michael, Guest Liaison, Max Ross, Gopher, Jai Hedrick, Intern, Shiloh Tillman. Special thanks to Tyler Shearsmith. Theme music by Ant the Symbol. Remember, listen local, make it global. Here are VA. We out.